This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, we have Movie Talk, a program for all things cinema-esque, for the discerning film and video junkie. Welcome again to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at a rather complex but fascinating mystery movie with Hugh Jackman entitled Reminiscence and a musical biopic about Aretha Franklin, the American Queen of Soul, in respect. We'll also be talking to Nick Paris of the Lumiere Cinemas. You're going on a journey. A journey through memory. All you have to do is follow my voice. We're closed. I know. I'm sorry it's late. We have time for one more job. In Reminiscence, Hugh Jackman plays a private investigator of the mind in a multi-level movie that keeps you guessing throughout. Ian Cumming has been off to the Silky Otter Cinemas at Wigram to see this intriguing mixture of sci-fi, romance and film noir. Ian, I was totally fascinated by this film. What did you think of Reminiscence? Well, at the end of the two hours in this very, very comfortable seat at the cinema, um, I was in two minds. Um, it's visually extraordinary. There's an opening shot there which starts from the ocean and then goes through the city oh, and then down. down and there's obviously the CD, I mean, the sort of the wetter workshop yeah, would I have been involved, that, that sort of thing. But it was absolutely stunning. Uh, and then we've got the sets, the main yeah. set is where they, uh, where there's, um, I suppose we can call him a hero, I suppose, or the protagonist, uh, it, it takes these people um, back into their um, childhood, into, into their memories. memories yeah. yeah, past memories. Yeah, yeah and he can bring them out and visually... Um, uh, put them together yeah. and to show so, them. And uh, again, my, this is, I, was, I said I was in two minds and, and the acting is, is, is extremely good in there. But um, I did have, and this is the second part of it, I had difficulty with the storyline at times, frankly. I difficulties all the way. <laughs> okay, what was real and what was in the mind? And, and mm. then um, uh, Cliff Curtis plays one of the baddies, but I couldn't quite work out the connection between Hugh Jackman, who plays the protagonist, who's the man who takes people Back into their into their minds, um, so uh, and I felt it was probably could have been trimmed by about ten minutes. I thought it was a bit long, actually. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, but it was fascinating. It's just uh, this was actually written, produced, and directed by a woman, Lisa Joy. So the whole thing is the whole concept is hers. Uh, everything about this film is hers, and uh, you know she's gone off on a tangent there in her own way. You know, it's just absolutely. I mean, why she set it as a sort of a hidden in the future a few years, but not for any major scientific reasons, except what this fellow's discovered, how to bring out people's memories. But, um, but he's, he, she set it in Miami, which is flooded 
by the uh, because of uh, climate change, mm. the the water levels have gone up and flooded the mm. um, Miami City right up. You know, a few levels of the buildings in the centre of the city. <laughs> yeah, with levels of the buildings. Yeah, and, and and this sort of thing. And it's all full of. You know, I thought, well, gosh, if this is a city in in America that's all flooded like uh, this, to me, this is what I'd um, expect Miami Beach to look like. <laughs> well, I think, in fact, it's not just Miami, in fact. I think the, 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 the storyline is really that they've had wars, they've had floods, and mm. people have nothing to look forward to the future, so why not go back into your past? I think that's the story. <laughs> it was very clever, you know, that the, the director, as you said, um, uh, she, she, um, she wrote it herself, and it, it plays on our memory. Memories. And she actually worked in a series called Westworld. Mm. That was a TV... TV series, yeah. yes, indeed. And indeed, mm. one of the principal actors there, Thandie Newton, she's a British actor, and she plays Jackman's assistant. Mm. But she was in um, West, West, Westworld TV. No wonder Lisa Joy uh, cast her. But then we've got Hugh Jackman, of course, a very talented. Uh, he's got a great range from Eddie the Eagle and Les Mis and Logan to um, The Greatest Showman. Yeah, well, this is a fascinating thing. The main woman in this film is um, Rebecca Ferguson, who, who he falls in love with and then she disappears. And she, she appeared with with um, Hugh Jackman. In The Greatest Showman. In The Greatest yeah. Showman. That's yeah. going back about four years or yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. So the, these buddies are getting together, you know. But uh, Rebecca, I, the name didn't mean a thing to me, but I, I have seen a, a couple oh, yeah. of the Mission Impossibles, and she's worked in on the third one now, and The Girl on the Train. Um, Oh, but, then, yeah. but then we have our very own Cliff Curtis, don't we? God, he's talented. You know, the, the, the New Zealand films, The Dark Horse, Wild, Whale Rider. And then he's in a raft of big budget um, Hollywood films. The latest one is Avatar. He's working on that one. Oh. But, but he, was, um, he was also in a film called The Fast and Furious. Now, Furious was the most extraordinary fight scene that Hugh Jackman and Cliff Curtis go through. In it, this film, yes. Yeah. It, 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 it goes on and on. But I've never, I mean, I usually don't like fight scenes much, but this is the most amazing thing, goes on and on and on, you know, but you can't help but be fascinated. Oh, absolutely. And that's it, with what happens to me throughout this film. Quite often I don't even know what I'm supposed to be looking at or who the people are, but I, I can't take my eyes off it, you know, that the film absorbs me completely. Yeah, it was, a, it was a very draining experience watching these two fight, you know, from, from one building to another and then down and one of them gets dragged down by a piano and they're underwater and they carry on and yeah, so um, uh, it's 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 really a, a, it's a highly unusual film. It's a little bit difficult to get to grips with, but having said that, <laughs> it, it's um, it's worth it worth seeing. Yeah. But, yeah, mm. I mean, you know, because even though technically they've done this, because he, he sort of gets people and absorbs, puts them in, uh, sinks them into a, a sort of a tub of water and puts these um, this headgear uh, on, on, on them, which catch, uh, captures the, the people's thoughts. And then yeah, I think it gives them an injection or something, and, uh, and this brings back their memories. And these are brought out um, on a sort of a holograph-like uh, contraption uh, which their uh, memories are projected into. Full mm. size, full life. And you can he could actually go in there and walk amongst well, it's <laughs> the memories. Of, <laughs> as, as he says in the film, though, it's a journey through memory, and he says, all you have to do is follow my voice. So... Um, 
So we went to see it at Silky Otter. My yeah. gosh, that's a comfortable cinema. It's very well um, furnished. Yeah. As I say, the seats are fantastic. Feet up and you adjust your back level. Yeah. Lovely big screens and sound, so they've done really well there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they even got these um, big... Uh on your seat where you can put your, your drinking well, things. And, and and, uh, but they, except here, they're much bigger than the ones well, you see Well, they are, because the they've, got a, they've got a, 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 a kitchen out, out yeah. the back. They will make a meal for you they, to take. They serve you a full meal. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, 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 so it's well worth knowing that you can get a full meal after you drive all the way out to Wigwam. <laughs> OK, well, thank you, Ian. That's good. <laughs> That was Ian Cumming with his views on reminiscence. And I'm Hans Petrovic on Movie Talk on Plains FM 96.9. With me now on the phone is Nick Paris of the Lumiere Cinemas. Nick, after the recent COVID lockdown, which stopped people from going out to the movies, you've certainly got a lot of interesting films coming up including a couple of film festivals, one of which should already have been screened here when the lockdown started. Uh, can you bring us up to date there? Yeah, so what, what I've done with the Italian Film Festival is that I've just replicated the whole, you know, um, program and just pushed it forward into November the 24th to December the 8th with, with fervent hope that... Uh, the COVID situation would have been settled by then. So um, everybody can, you know, just swap their tickets over, um, just give yeah. them a call. Well, this is so what that's I, the good news. Yeah, well, that was what I was going to ask about. I mean, uh, what I heard uh, just before, because I think I was starting virtually on the day that the lockdown the started. Day after. Oh, the day after, supposed <laughs> yeah. to, yeah. And, yeah. and you, uh, I had heard that it was working out extremely popular that you were getting a lot of, um, you know, selling a lot of seats, uh, yeah. booking a it lot of seats all yeah. A record, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, this is going to be very difficult for you now to sort this out with people who've already bought tickets and paid for them. And well, how, you know, what, what's happening? What are you doing well, about that? our job is to imbibe that stress and just make the whole thing seamless for customers. So, um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's a bit of an administrative nightmare. But look, we'll get through it. And, and if everybody's patient um, and manages our stress levels as well, um, then we'll get through. But the, the good news is the festival's going to be screened and and, um, and the whole program is un, un, uninterrupted, uh, touch wood. <laughs> no, well, OK, well, that's, uh, you're still going to have all those people there, no doubt. Um, and also, what, what other festivals you got coming up? So there's a... The International Film Festival, wow. which has had a bit of a, you know, up and down a uh, few years, yeah. is definitely screening later than normal. Normally it's, you know, first week of August. Yeah. Now it's been pushed to November, and that's just by virtue of the fact that a lot of the major festivals around the world, Sundance and Cannes, are later on anyway. So, um, so there's plans here to screen the festival from the 27th of October through uh, the 14th of December at both here and the Isaac Theatre Royal. And we're hoping to get the schedule in our hands by this Friday. Ah. And then the brochures should ar arrive in the next um, few weeks. OK. And, uh, yeah, well, that, uh, that goes on for almost a fortnight, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a big fortnight, um, yeah. both cinemas. Um, yeah, there's quite a backlog of films to screen, I've, I've been told. So there's going to be more 
um, more than people can handle, <laughs> which is good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's something else, a major thing to look forward to. Oh, it's just occurred to me, this has got nothing to do with festivals. Have you got this James Bond film coming? Yes, now um, I have, because it, it's like Christopher Nolan's Tenant. It was the film that people looked to to re- reignite the um, exhibition industry. And whilst that film didn't quite do that during the last lockdown, I, fear, I feel a little bit more confident that this bond um, will, do, will fare a lot better in, in, um, in getting us all back to normal. Um, it's, it's, it's Daniel Craig's last film, and I think the heat is on because the last Bond film, Spectre, was an immense critical disappointment. Um, yeah. Had Skyfall, uh, the the film before, so everybody's looking at this one to be, you know, um, um, odds on um, a, a, another good instalment and a good send off for Daniel Craig. So yeah, I'm, I'm screening it, and so is a lot of other people, and hopefully. Oh, yeah. October the 7th is the date. October, so that's the first thing in October. Yeah, okay. yeah, a bit later. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a, that's another major one. I mean, it's it's amazing these days that, um, you know, these uh, action-type um, spy films are going into um, arthouse cinemas, but, of course, when you think back, James Bond has been with us a long, long, long time in movies now, and I've always loved those films. <laughs> Yeah, so, look, I think it's a film that I looked at as, like, getting an audience that want to see it in a, in a boutique sort of art house rather yeah. than, a, in a you know, um, another environment. So at least we're giving people the opportunity. Um, and it does sway outside of our normal programming, sure. But um, the word art house is, is quite um, amusing, really. It's, uh, you know, um, everybody's different, and um, we just, you know, I, I want to pretty much cater for all, all people with all tastes, um, irrespective. Yeah. Oh, this, you know. uh, yeah, this apply, seems to apply to all of you. I mean, the Academy does similar things. They're showing some films which are, <laughs> I normally would not associate with art house. Yeah, look, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. you, you find it hard to find any art house in, in New Zealand that doesn't have a varied programming. Um, unlike a few years ago, um, Things have changed. Things oh, have yeah. definitely changed. Yeah. You know. I mean, in, in that, at that time, there were all the um, sort of very posh English movies or foreign language films mainly. We don't get that many foreign language films now, but, um, oh, except, you know, there's all sorts of unusual things that still keep coming. And that's yeah, what that's I one of my for. goals is to get people back for the appetite of foreign language films. And you're right, there hasn't been a hell of a lot in, um, in, in, in the release pattern for the year, but I think that will change in time. And I think with the arrival of the film festival and the Italian film festival and the success of the French film festival, yeah. I think you'll find um, the appetite is definitely back, uh, definitely back, considering that the French film festival was a record a record year, the best year ever. Was it this so year? That's encouraging. Oh, mm. Yeah, and I mean, and and several of the films which were shown at the uh, festival of now you're now showing full time, aren't you? I mean, this week you're starting up with um, Eiffel. That came from the festival. Yes, it did. It did, and did. And you know what? I've got one of your film reviewers, and right, I'm looking at him right now, Mr. Ian Cummings. So uh, <laughs> he's just walked in the door. <laughs> oh, yeah, he just walked out this door about a quarter of an hour ago. <laughs> oh well, okay. Well, I'd better leave you with him. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah. he's Thank- very demanding. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Nick. Good. See you later. Bye. See you.
That was Nick Paris of the Lumiere Cinemas with information on the upcoming arthouse movies and film festivals. I'd like to thank the sponsor of the show, the Harcourt's Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Morehouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourt's Accommodation Centre website, www.assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, www.assetmanagers.co.nz. AssetManagersOneWord.co.nz that move you. Until you do that, you ain't going nowhere. Arita, you do talk, don't you? Not just sing. I'd like you to call me Miss Franklin. Oscar-winning actress and singer Jennifer Hudson depicts 20 years of the life of Aretha Franklin as the Queen of Soul. Mary Gibson's been off to the Academy Cinemas to see this musical biopic. Mary, that was actually Jennifer Hudson singing in Aretha's style throughout the film. What did you think of Respect? I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And, I mean, Jennifer Hudson, so two things. I loved Jennifer Hudson, loved her in Dreamgirls, thought she was way better than Beyonce, should have been the lead. (laughs) So just for the record. um, So Jennifer Hudson has got the most amazing voice. There was no doubt she was ever going to be the the lead and sing in that. And and she's just brilliant. She and and I mean her own voice is so so yeah. powerful. Yeah. Well, this but is... she actually um, in this kind of slightly, I felt slightly pairs it back so that it's got that Aretha timbre to it and that okay. Aretha tone yeah. because uh-huh. Jennifer's range is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And, um, you know, so I I thought, and she kind of calmed her voice down because she's quite a verbose, loud, outgoing person. So to see her in this role, I thought she was slightly paired back. Clearly, I didn't know that. Yeah, and and not in a a bad way, I think very respectfully in terms of how she portrayed Aretha. But this is, I mean, the movie is nearly two and a half hours long. Yes. So it's quite long, but not that that's a problem at all. And then about three quarters of it, would you say, two, more than two thirds is is music, singing. Yeah, but but not in a, it's not a musical. Let's not. It's not a musical in any way, shape, or form. It's a, it's a biopic. Yeah. And um, it, it is a small segment of her life, you know, from a, a 12-year-old or 10-year-old through to probably in her 30s. Yeah. Because she was so active from such a young age. And that was the thing that um, I, I didn't really know the full backstory. And when you see this, oh my gosh, it's heart wrenching, isn't it? You mean her, about her father and the family well, and all that? Well, mm. not only that, and the fact that, you know, she had four children, the first one when she was 12 years old. <laughs> yes. She was abused by a yes, friend of her abused. father's yeah. Yeah. and never told anyone. And not only that, the second child, 
child she had was to the same man. So he clearly was in that inner circle within the family for a long time. And no one actually knew. I think they found some documents amongst her papers after she died. I see. So she died in 2018, yeah, and I think they found some papers, um, um, like a handwritten will, and she identified who the father was. So, you know, and, and as a result, you can see that she clearly had some fairly hefty demons through her life. You yes, know, and yes. Yes, and I mean, the father brought her up in a sort of this um, rather, he's an aggressive um, mm. sort of a man, who's bossy fellow, mm. just everything mm. had to be done his mm. way. And he, he was a church, he's a churchman. A, mm. a pastor. Yeah, pastor. Taking her on, on these tours around uh, the the States, mm. uh, even teaming up with Martin Luther King Jr. for a while and going <sighs> Wasn't that, I'm town not to sure, town to yeah, town. Yeah, well, I'm mm. not sure who the actor was who played Martin. Luther King, but I know I whispered to you in the movie, oh my goodness, he sounds just like him. <laughs> yes. And the way that he'd got the inflection on his voice, wasn't that incredible? Yes, it was. Yes, once wasn't you said it? that, I knew exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. she must have been 15 or 16 doing these tours with Martin Luther King. She was really young, you know, and mm. her, her father, and that came across as well, totally manipulated her and ruled her life. And he, and, and when you looked at at the type of man she was with, she in effect emulated her father uh, mm. as her partner. partner. You know. Yeah. Then the, the on the other hand, you've got to say that it was uh, because of um, the, it's because of this demanding and um, frightening father that she had. Um, this it, it explains how Aretha Franklin um, got strong enough to defy her own. Father, mm. and then of course she did that everywhere to everybody else in her life as well. Yeah, but it was that's another thing, you know. Um, like her songs um, are so synonymous of standing up and women's rights and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, racial issues. And, yeah, mm. but but yet she herself was abused emotionally and physically, and really downtrodden for a huge part of her life, dominated <laughs> by the men in her life, her father, her partner. Partners, her husband, her yeah. managers, whatever you know. Yeah, mm. yeah. It, um, oh no, it's a, but uh, then again, this is like that. You see one woman um, coming up to her and saying, "When I listen to your songs, it feels as if you're singing about my life. Mm. I feel every mm. emotion that you, you talk about there. I felt it myself." Mm. And I think this is the important thing because of all these things behind her, she could deliver this. So strongly and deeply emotionally and um, and this is what appealed to people, a lot of people mm. and then the amazing wonderful thing the film ends with uh, about when she's making her gospel uh, LP and she'd made about 14 or so or more before mm. I don't know mm. and uh, the the, the, um, the record producer fellow there he, he's saying oh no you shouldn't take that on that's not going to sell mm. big mm-hmm. nobody's going to buy her church music but uh, it turned out to be the biggest one she'd ever yeah, and, and the biggest ever gospel-selling album. And I, I remember mm, recently yeah, yeah. seeing the um, when they filmed this and in the church and everything, it was, it was a documentary. It was just amazing. You know, you felt like you were there. You felt like you were in that. You felt like you were taken to heaven or somewhere. <laughs> you know, just incredible. And I think that's the thing with all of her music, and that comes across really... 
in the movie is how you are completely transported on this journey yeah. through the words, mm. through the music mm. and, and everything. But this is a stunning movie. I really highly recommend it. Yes. Oh, no, I found it. I, I was amazed, you know, just what a strong, powerful movie this mm. is, both mm. in the music and mm. in Jennifer Hudson's performance. performance yeah. yeah. Good. Okay, thank you, Mealy. That was Mary Gibson with her views on respect. And I'm Hans Petrovic inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday and you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on the Plains FM website, plainsfm.org.nz.